Hey, welcome or welcome back to the Uncomfortable Is Okay podcast. I'm your host, Chris Desmond. This is a show where we help you get better at doing the hard things that make life exciting. Now, Tuesday is usually an interview-based episode. This week, I am flying solo. A couple of reasons for that. Scheduling, in terms of interviews, has been a little bit difficult recently. I've got a couple of chats booked with people this week and next week, but I unfortunately haven't been able to fit any in. It's just the way that it's worked out in the last couple of weeks. And also, I've been working really, really hard towards my building resilience and patience in order to get better outcomes workshop which is happening on the 21st of September here in Wellington so there's been a heap of work going into that recently and there's going to be also a heap of work going into that over the next 11 days or 10 days before the workshop so it's been a little bit hectic with that so what I thought I'd do instead today is I'm going to sit down and I'm going to have a chat about some of the lessons that have been reinforced to me over the course of my my six weeks post-surgery so for those of you who don't know probably about or 10 or 12 11 or 12 years ago, I broke one of my ankles, I broke the other leg, thankfully not at the same time, so I ended up with a plate in my left ankle and I am rod with some screws in my right leg. And finally got around to having them out six weeks ago. My ankle, every couple of years, would swell up, get niggly, and it'd stop me doing things for a couple of weeks, but then it'd come right, and I'd be able to do basically everything I wanted to. So I kind of put it off and put it off and put it off, and then thought, actually, nah, I'm just going to get these plates out. And so got the got the right out of the right leg at the same time, because I thought, well, I may as well just do it once. And it's been six weeks since that surgery happened and I was just sitting down having a little bit of a reflective of some of the things that have come to the forefront of my mind following surgery so I've got six points today and they're probably they're not new lessons for me by any stretch of the imagination Uh, they're things that I was definitely aware of before but they've really been reinforced over the last six weeks So I'm going to sit down and go through them today. If you were hoping for an interview episode, sorry, make sure you tune in next week because we've got a couple of good ones lined up for you with some awesome women coming up. But I think you'll probably get something out of today as well. So the first lesson is don't rush. You aren't always aware that you are rushing as well. I had the surgery on Thursday and I went back to work the following Tuesday. I didn't go back to work on Monday because I'm a stay-at-home dad on Monday, which is awesome. But Tuesday went back to work and had quite a few things lined up in my schedule, plus all of the stuff that I do outside of work as well. And I purposely didn't didn't take on anything extra and I wasn't doing a whole lot of walking or moving around. I'd walk I'd walk Fox once a day, just a just a short walk, maybe like fifteen hundred steps. But over the course of that week post surgery, I thought I was doing really good and, and doing pretty well the first couple of days. And in fairness, my left ankle was, it was going great guns. But slowly over the course of the week my right leg got more and more sore and more and more swollen and what I thought was an appropriate pace turned out actually it was a little bit fast for it. It it puffed up, it got sore, really restricted my movement and unfortunately and this 
part of the next thing is because I was rushing, but part of it also isn't. I ended up with cellulitis in my right leg as a result of an infection, which obviously is not part of rushing. It's just uh, it's just a general thing. But I also ended up with a seroma, which is a collection of fluid inside one of the wounds, and that wound just wasn't healing, which is is probably part of pushing just a little bit too hard with it. So I ended up back in hospital for three days on, or about four days on IV antibiotics. Ended up having a wound washout, which uh, necessitated about nine minutes in theatre. It was good, it was a quick one. In, clean out the seroma, stitch the knee back up and then and then back up to the ward. So it was a lot of sitting around for kind of 72 to 96 hours for a nine minute wound washout. Ended up another week off work and a course of antibiotics at home following that. So I'm not 100% sure that could have been avoided if I had gone slower to start with. It's a nice reminder that actually, even though I didn't think I was pushing that hard, I probably was. So first lesson, don't rush, but you're not always aware that you are rushing. Which leads into the second point. And the second point is you only have a certain amount of capacity. And especially in those that first stages post-surgery, my capacity was, was massively reduced. And I probably didn't appreciate that that much, which led me to rushing a little bit. I'd had the surgery, it had taken a lot out of me. I haven't had brilliant sleep since Connor's been born, so I'm just generally tired at the moment as well, which reduces my capacity. And then just trying to continue on and, and do the do the things that I normally would do, albeit at a slower rate, that my body just wasn't ready to do that at that point in time. I was I was trying to exceed the capacity of my body at that point in time. And the challenging thing for that, for me and for a lot of people that I see and a lot of people that I work with, that the physical side of things is is fine, as usually we can gra- get a grasp on that, but it's it's mentally, it's reconciling where you're at and figuring out how to be okay with that and be okay with your current level of capacity rather than thinking this is where I should be at, this is what my capacity used to be, and I should be able to do that, despite a whole lot of different circumstances and different contexts that you find yourself in that changes your your capacity to take load. That figuring out how can I be okay with my capacity to take load at the moment versus this is where I think I should be and I'm going to push and I'm going to rush and I'm going to challenge myself to get there. Which actually segues nicely into the into the next point. And when I started writing these points down, I didn't think that there's any coherent order, but actually it turns out there is. Um, subconsciously, my mind must have, uh, must have worked it that way. So the third point is ease through the pain. Don't force it. So I was reasonably restricted in terms of movement and ability, especially with my right leg where I had the had the rod out and had the screws out. My ankle's been reasonable the most most of the way through, but my knee would get quite sore and I'd re- really struggle to bend it and to move it. So what I found was I needed to ease through the pain and that I couldn't force my way through it. So I'd get to a point where when my knee was sore, 
that if I kept pushing, I'd just get more sore, I'd get more swollen, I'd get more frustrated with it by trying to force my way through it. But if I stopped at the point where it started to get sore and tried to relax my body and relax my way through it or find my way through the pain gently, then my body would actually adapt and I could move more and I could move further into whatever it was whatever position I was trying to get into or whatever movement I was trying to get get my knee to do that I just had to take it slowly and I had to relax into it and my body would adapt but that I needed to give it the chance to do so that I couldn't force my way through it because that wouldn't give my body that chance to adapt that it needed so third point is ease through the pain don't force your way through it The fourth point is what's holding you back isn't always obvious and for me this this one manifested in as I was saying my my knee was sore it was swollen it didn't move very well I couldn't kneel particularly well on it and in in fairness I still can't kneel that well on it six weeks down the track but I think that's probably because I had three great big cuts on the front of my knee which uh, are still a little bit sensitive but with this this lack of movement this inability to kneel and this inability to bend my knee really i was working on the knee and i was working on practicing moving that and and getting it better at moving for those of you who aren't aware the knee is it's a remarkably simple joint it bends back and forth and your kneecap tracks up and down a groove in the front of your in the front of your femur or your thigh bone as you bend it back and forth so it's a pretty simple joint but there's a buttload of attachments of things that attach to the knee and things that influence how the knee moves both kind of in your lower leg but also in your upper leg and I'd been working on my knee movement for a while and and it was improving slowly but I still couldn't kneel I still couldn't really bend it and I got to I got to the point where I was I was feeling reasonably good. So I was like, oh, I'll do some I'll do a little bit of modified yoga. And within the fifteen or twenty minutes of yoga that I was doing, there was a lot of hip mobility work and a lot of hip stretching that I was doing. And then it asked me to to come into a child's pose. And for those of you who aren't familiar with, with child's pose, basically that's uh you kind of on your hands and knees and then you rock back so you're kind of sitting back on your heels with your arms stretched forward and I was like oh there's no way that my knee's going to do this but because I'd done all the hip mobility and I'd loosened up my hamstrings and my quads and a whole lot of other muscles that are attached up into my hip but also down around my knee the fact that I'd worked on things higher up and, and improved that flexibility it let my knee bend fully and I was able to get back into this child's pose which isn't really that obvious to start with but looking back when I think about it it's like oh actually this is this makes complete sense so the fourth point is what's holding you back isn't always obvious that sometimes you need to work on things around the area of discomfort for you that are really influencing it And fourth point is, uh, sorry, fifth point is awareness is key to improvement. So a lot of the stuff that I've I've already talked about, those first four points, uh, 
really does, it comes back to awareness and it comes back to understanding yourself and understanding your body, being able to then take that understanding of your body or your situation and make some changes around it. And in the most simple sense in regards to awareness, to start with, I was I was limping reasonably full on post-surgery. My knee was sore, it was stiff, and it was uncomfortable. So naturally, my body wanted to try and protect itself. So I started limping and I started hobbling along, which actually in the long run is not a great thing for you. Altering your movement patterns means that I was tightening up through muscles in my leg that didn't really need to be that tight. And also limping, I was loading my knee in a different way, which kind of also irritated some of the parts that were sore. So thankfully I'm in a reasonably privileged position where I teach people how to move. So applying some of this knowledge to myself and and being aware of how I was walking and saying, actually, Do you need to walk like that? Can you start to walk normally? And I found out that I could start to walk normally. It was maybe a little bit more uncomfortable, but it wasn't wasn't horrible. And as I was walking normally, I started to to move better. um, I started to feel better. But my body would try and go back and start limping again when I wasn't paying attention to it and when I wasn't aware of it. So it was working on that awareness of how was I moving, how can I move better, and then setting about actioning it, and not beating myself up when I found myself limping again, that actually, cool, I'll just deploy this awareness onto the movement again, and then I'll start walking normally, and I'll start training myself to move the way that I want to, and Awareness is, is really important when you're when you're trying to improve with things physically in terms of the way that you move, but it's also really important when you're trying to improve in, in any other area of your life is being aware of, of what you're doing and then also saying, okay, cool, this is what I'm doing here. How can I do it better or how can I do it differently or how can I do it in a way that I want to do it or in a way that is going to make me the person that I want to be and it's just that continual deployment of awareness in order to slowly retrain the way that you're the way that you're moving or the way that you're doing things so fifth point is awareness is key to improvement and the sixth and final point is probably a little bit different but the human body is amazing that six weeks ago I was pumped full of drugs knocked out cut open and I had a whole lot of stuff pulled out of me and then I woke up and I walked out of hospital and over the last six weeks my body has been just working super hard to heal itself up and with some awareness and with some knowledge I've been able to kind of help it along in the journey but it's done a whole lot of work subconsciously or unconsciously or non-consciously that I haven't been directing that it's just it's just healed itself up and that's that's what the body does is that we're a, a remarkably resilient species us humans we're capable of a whole lot of stuff so I think that that point really that human body is amazing the human mind is amazing as well and when you stop and think about it 
just the stuff that it can do, it really makes you question how much am I capable of? Like if my body can do this without me even thinking about it and without me asking it to do it, then if I do ask it to do things and if I point it in the right direction and if I am patient and increase my knowledge and deploy some of that knowledge into helping me move in that direction and have the awareness about hey what is it that I'm doing and and where do I want to go and continually retrain that what is my potential what am I capable of so sixth and final point is the human body is amazing the human body blows my mind it's incredible what it what it can do and what it can go through and what it comes out the other side of and and how it changes and how it adapts and often I think we don't give ourselves enough credit and we don't push ourselves and let ourselves adapt so there are six of the lessons that have been reinforced to me in the six weeks following my surgery I hope that uh, that you can apply them to your situation in some way if you want to have a chat about how you can apply them to your situation then send me an email chris at chrisdesmond.nz would love to have a conversation with you about um, applying some of these ideas into your into your own life but I hope that you have enjoyed getting uncomfortable with me today and never fear the interview episodes will be back next week so hang out for those ones have a great week and I will chat with you again on Friday thanks for getting uncomfortable with me today